Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! joining you here on the College Corner Hotline. Check out College Corner at either of their two locations in the Jackson area over by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland or by the Half Shell in Flowood or shop online at collegecornerstore.com for the best and widest selection of Mississippi State merchandise, both logo wear and all the stuff you need at your tailgate and in your house to make it look like you are the ultimate Bulldog fan. Joining us here on the uh, College Corner Hotline. Let's let's just change gears entirely. No Abilene Christian, no Egg Bowl. It's time to talk some baseball. Coach Chris Limonis joins us right now. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. We certainly appreciate the time, a busy time of year for you, even though it is the offseason. I see the Omaha Challenge is, is underway. And, of course, you just finished up recruiting and signing day was last week. We said on this show – we don't know a lot about baseball recruiting. We wanted to talk to somebody who did. So so here you are, Coach. Sort of talk us through your class, which is a consensus top ten or top five class, depending on where you look. Yeah, it's um, in our sport it's a little scary because your class can be too good. And um, I'm a little worried. You know, we have some really, really good players here who are going to have some big decisions to make in June because, um, you know, just kind of where they're ranked and what they've done. Um, we're excited for it. It has a lot of depth to it. We have some, you know, some really good high school kids. We have some really good junior college kids. You know, um, we just feel like it has a lot of depth to that class. So, um, you know, obviously some of the star power in it. I think uh, Blaze Jordan, you know, um, from South Haven there, is one of the better hitters in the country. Um, there's a debate if Blaze Jordan or Austin Hendricks is the highest rated hitter in the country. So um, those two guys bring a lot. Then we got Kellum Clark from Brandon. Um, I mean, he's right there with those guys. So it's three physical hitters, three three guys top ranked, the top 50 players in the country. Um, you know, I joke if they they were all show up, we might have thunder, lightning, and tornado. You know, because <laughs> they're, they're that they're that type of players. You know, but you know they have the whole draft in the spring to go through, and um, but they're they're very special. And then you know we have some some really high end pitchers coming in um, in that group too in terms of. Jackson Fristo, Mikey Tepper, um, you know Dylan Carmouche, Kate Smith, man, right there out of South Haven with Blaze, and you know some some good middle infielders. I mean, you know uh, we, we're going to have to replace shortstop and second base. So that's a big thing for us in terms of Lane Forsyth, an infielder, Davis Mesh is an infielder. We feel I can come in and and play right away. And there's so many in this group. I'm leaving somebody out, I know, but it's um, you know we just feel like we have a lot of star power, but it's just kind of. It's scary because you look up and you might lose a handful there in June. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to hit on because, you know, everybody else does signing day and it's over. You know, you, you, those guys are on the team for next year. You don't have that, that luxury. How do, you, how, does, how do you work through that? Do you have sort of a, a, a list of guys? Okay, if, if this guy goes pro, here's the next guy we're going to call and try to get him on the roster. Talk us through the process of having to deal with the draft. Um, you don't sleep a lot. You know, so that's part of it. Like, it just keeps you up at night because it is the hardest part of our job as college baseball coaches, being the lowest scholarship sport out there. Um, and, and so you're constantly just trying to think, what if? How's this happen? What if he signs? What if he goes? I'm dealing with it's on both ends. It's your kids coming in. It's also your kids leaving. You know, we have a, a big group in the house right now that could leave. You know, I mean, we could lose I mean, half our lineup right there as junior draft picks very easily and and same with you know you know some of the guys there so it's just a 
it's, it's a difficult piece there. You know, you, you, you sign, you know, I'll say you, you sign a couple extra guys knowing you're going to lose somebody, and then you try to have some safety valves there. You, you know the JUCO ranks really well so that if you have to run out and grab somebody or the waiver wires, transfer portals now, but, you know, you got different things out there that you're, that you're looking for. But it's not easy. I think there's a – if you ask some ADs who coach college baseball and went up, that's one of the, was one of the reasons they do, you know, because they um, – just over time it gets to be, you know, that, that's one of the harder parts of our job. Coaching the game and everything is great. It's, it's managing this roster in this league. So I know me and John have talked about it a, a good bit. You mentioned that lineup that you got coming back this coming year, Coach, and how you might lose some of those guys, but you you know you got them this year. The, the lineup, to me, from the outside looking in, when I look at this team, I think the lineup's something you can absolutely count on. You kind of know what you're going to get out of the Tanner Allens and Justin Foscues of the world. From the outside looking in, it seems like, to me, maybe the biggest concerns you might have coming into the next season either is the the back end of that weekend rotation or perhaps the bullpen what's you mentioned the draft kind of keeping you up at night what's kind of keeping you up at night about the the 2020 baseball season uh you know we're just working right now i mean i thought we did a great job this time last year developing some guys we came out of the fall we're really concerned about the bullpen last year and you know the kobe whites became guys the tristan barlow's became guys i think we're seeing that right now in our piece um we got to figure out the back half of that lineup man a great lineup is has depth to it. We have star power. Man, our first five, we feel like we can put our first five against anybody in the country. It's the last four. And trying to figure out how those pieces work. And sometimes it may be a couple pieces, like we did the DH last year and we moved Hatch and Hancock and Gilbert. And we might have to do that a little bit more down there. But the pitching staff side is is a piece where we're hoping, um, you know, just guys find some roles and, uh, you know, not try to put too much on one guy. We have a, a legitimate Friday night ace in JT. Um, I'm excited about Christian McLeod, who I think has a chance to come out and really show um, what we saw last year. And we just, unfortunately, we lost him for the whole last year. And then I'm looking forward to Eric Carantola. You know, I think Eric, if Eric can make a big jump, it can make it one of the top rotations out there. Um, I have a feeling Eric's going to be a guy that probably throws four or five, maybe six innings of the outing. Um, he's a little bit higher pitch count guy, but um, the stuff is really good. And his development piece is, is huge for us for now and for the future. And then you know, losing Brandon Smith was a big piece. That was a that was a tough one for all of us because Brandon's that steady rock. You knew what you were getting with Brandon, <laughs> and I felt like his game really late in the year last year. He had found his slider again there late against LSU, um, and and really had made some strides forward. But um, he's had surgery, and you know he'll be out for the year, so we'll have him back next year. And then that bullpen, just trying to figure it out, is going to be the biggest piece for us. That's probably the piece that you're trying to figure out as a coach. And I don't know all the answers yet. Probably, we have a lot of good options, but um, not all the answers yet. Kind of a, 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 I don't want to say underrated, but maybe not as discussed component of baseball is always that clubhouse chemistry, that team chemistry. You mentioned that to us uh, back in an interview session a, a few weeks ago, that these guys hadn't quite been through some of the wars that some of the other guys had been through yet, so they weren't quite as close as some of those other groups. When you lose a Jake Mangum and an Elijah McNamee and you got a bunch of new guys coming in and, uh, like I said, they haven't been through those wars yet, how's that chemistry component coming along to this point? Well, it's good. And we're starting the Omaha Challenge today, actually, this morning. And, um, you know, it, it comes through hanging out. It comes through adversity. It comes through – that's kind of what the Omaha Challenge is we talk a lot about. It's really not an event. We, we don't hit baseballs or anything like that. And you'd say, why do you do it? It's for competition. And it's for developing – 
you know, how to be a good teammate, how to cheer on your teammate, how to encourage your teammate, and and those type of things, which we, we saw this morning. They don't, you know, tomorrow's the worst. They don't like to swim, so <laughs> i got to have a lifeguard for Riley Self. He may sink in the pool, but <laughs> it's a, um, you know, it, it's, it's that adversity piece and just hanging out. Just, it's a lot of it just getting to know each other and building relationships, and we have to figure out as a group who we are. You know, I mean, and I walked into a you know a good culture of that last year. They knew who they were. They they had that already implanted. But you know, right now because of the transition and being such a big transition, we're still trying to figure that out. And I got great leaders. I mean, nobody's going to work harder than a Westberg or a Foskey or, a, but they're not the most vocal guys. You know, they have it. You know, they I had probably a little bit more vocal guys last year. So we're trying to you know try to figure out some of those pieces. Last year, of course, you know, ended in Omaha. That's a that's a heck of a first season for you. How how do you, from your perspective, is there that that feeling that you know this is the standard I've set now? I have to continue to do that. You know, <laughs> I know you want to get to Omaha, but how do you yeah. how do you get to the the standard of that's the standard? That's where you know yeah. Omaha is where we're going to be. Well, I think that's always going to be the standard here, right? I mean, it's uh, now we play a tricky game because baseball's not lining up, you know, just right in front of somebody like in football. Matchups are huge, but. I think the reality is is that's the expectation here is to to be to be in Omaha and compete in Omaha and, and to win in Omaha and, and I think that's the it's really not so much when when I knew the job, I knew it when I took the job I mean so it wasn't so much me putting it on myself you just with the resources we have with the the type of players that we're bringing in we feel like that should be the expectation year in and year out um, our biggest goal is to host you know we always talk about hosting and and making that last run in our ballpark and you saw how special it was last year when when you fill up our ballpark and then you know you never know what happens in the postseason but um hopefully building a team that can that can win late and and building a team that can win year after year and and you know building a great program you know not just one team and that's what's been exciting in this last four years you got four super regionals two omaha trips um and there's been adversity in that you know now that the park's done and hopefully stability and everything else uh, we can keep building on it well, only a couple of months away from the first pitch of the uh, the twenty twenty season. Joel, I know Joel is is already ready for that. We could play baseball twelve months he, a year, and he, I'd be fine with it. He would sk- he would skip basketball. We haven't talked about the Braves yet. I mean, I thought that was going to come up. Uh, <laughs> you know, y'all got to keep that off the air. I, I, I tell you, your, your boy Adam Duvall gave me a couple of good moments uh, back yeah, back during the postseason, that. and it looks like he's going to have the chance to to at least be in a platoon coming up for next season. So I'm excited for him and. Uh, you know, Braves winning it all in 2020, so we can put 2019 right. to bed. All don't. right, enough of that. Enough, right. enough of that. Talk. I know, I know. Before Brian, he hears it all the time. Yeah, so, y'all got a good arm, and Will Smith's going to be a nice. Oh, no, yeah. let's talk about the guy who left the Giants. That's yeah, great. I yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Bumgarner wants to come. No, too. no, there's no need for all that talk. All right. Oh, Brian, I didn't realize Brian was a Giants. Fan, yeah, I'm a, so. G- I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, so yeah, I, okay. I, I try to keep all it right. down. I keep it a, a low profile. You're these not days. A, we don't. We don't have to hear like we have to hear from Joel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have other shirts in my closet that don't say right, San Francisco right. I, Giants. I, I, I didn't say it. You did. There you <laughs> go. Good. Coach Chris Lamonis, Mississippi State baseball man. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. Hey, appreciate it, fellas. Y'all take care. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.